I think home warranties are really, unfortunately right now, they're, they're really kind of forgotten in this market, but they're an incredibly valuable piece. And my message that I would like to portray across to all of my real estate partners is if you don't want to have that conversation because the market is so hot, please encourage your buyers to call the representative of the company that you are familiar with, that you trust have them have a conversation, not a sales conversation, but an educational conversation because they're still going to benefit from it. And I've had homeowners reach out to me, you know, a month or two after the fact and set up a warranty because something happened and now they're scared of the next thing happening. Hello and welcome to the Agent Podcast with your host, that's me, Raymond Shulseth. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Agent Podcast. I'm here with my new friend, Suzanne, coming to us out of South Carolina. Suzanne, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, I'm glad to have you. So you are in the home warranty business and you ended up there kind of by accident. Um, from reverse mortgages. So I'd love to hear the story about reverse mortgages and what brought you to where you are today. <laughs> uh, so I kind of fell into reverse mortgages. I started out bartending. Um, I was also actually working at a car dealership. Um, I forgot to mention that to you before. And that's how I kind of got my contact. He was a coworker at the car dealership, just kind of taking a break from the mortgage world. He was licensed as a loan officer. And um, he decided to go back into mortgages and called me up one day and said, hey, they're starting this new program. Are you still looking for, you know, something different to, to try out? And I was like, huh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I jumped in there and basically it was like a pre-qualification position and it was really good pay, full benefits. And I, I'm just so interested by everything, real estate and like, just mortgages. I just love learning all that stuff. So I kept asking all these questions. And um, even though I couldn't talk to the homeowners or the potential, you know, reverse mortgage clients at the time, I was so curious about how the process worked. I wanted to fully understand it so that I could explain certain aspects to these people before transferring them to a loan officer. And the company that I was working for, they loved my ambition and how much I was learning. And they decided to pay for my licensing to become a loan officer. Um, right as I got licensed, that company actually decided to cut their loan origination side. And so all of us loan officers kind of jumped ship and went to this other company altogether, <laughs> which was kind of fun. We all got to stay together. Um, I did that for like three ish years, maybe a little over three years. And in October of 2017, FHA changed some guidelines and some rulings. And we kind of pushed through as many loan applicants as we could before that kind of hammer came down. And uh, once October hit, I went from October to December without being able to qualify a new applicant. It was, it was really tough. I Can I pause you right there for a minute? Yeah. So I know that there is a stigma around the term reverse mortgage and what that means or uh, a lot of quote unquote scams out there and things like that. Can you shed some light on that? Because I don't necessarily think that the 
term reverse mortgage is always a bad thing. Like for some people, it might be very helpful. Well, and you know what the what people say is you you don't hear the good experiences. You only hear from the people who've had a bad experience. So the company that I worked for at the time, they were really good. It was a smaller company as well. And we cared about the client and we were there to educate them and make sure they fully understood what the program was meant to be for. And me personally, like I, I love helping people and I want to make sure that they're going to be in the best possible position. So it's not like a typical mortgage. You're kind of hearing their whole life story, recent tragedies, whether they've lost their spouse, they're about to lose their house. I had this one lady in particular, she got scammed by a basically a hard money lender. He was somebody she knew. Her husband had passed away and left her with all this debt. She didn't have income to pay it. So she took a loan against her property. He never reported it, the, the lien against the property, but he... He basically had her title and then started taking loans out against her title. And without her the, knowing. Without her knowing about it. And she'd been making payments for years. And then she finds out that the bank is about to foreclose on her home. And she's like, I, I don't have a bank loan on the house. Like, what? <laughs> so she got an attorney. And luckily, this woman had documented every single payment she made to him. And she had paid him well over what she owed him. And he would never give her a payoff statement. And um, so she just kept making payments and documenting it, which like, good, jo good job. <laughs> so between me, her attorney, and just all of her immaculate documentation, we were actually able to pay what the courts required to pay off the loan. Um, it was a, a lesser amount than what was actually owed, but the court ruled, you know, we'll pay you this dollar amount, and then she gets to keep her house free and clear. So as long as the homeowner is educated exactly how the reverse mortgage works and they're not being swindled or, you know, coerced into it or, you know, hidden information, because a lot of companies out there are kind of like that. You know, the loan officer is out there for a paycheck. They don't care about the person on the other side of the phone. And I think that's where that bad reputation came from. But some companies, it, it can actually save these people, especially if they have no one to leave their home to, you know. It is, it's a, it's a great program. That makes sense. Okay, cool. Thanks for sharing that. Now back to December of 2017, where you went two months without <laughs> any qualifying applicants for prospects, clients, mortgages, income. Yes. So we went, I was one of the people who went very, very long time without being able to qualify anyone, which was really hard. You know, it's emotional. And a coworker of mine started looking for some other opportunities and she found this home warranty company, not the one I'm at now, but a, a traditional home warranty company. And she basically interviewed them and said, you know, I've, I've seen some interesting reviews about your company. I just kind of want to know what's going on. And they reassured her, you know, we fixed all those issues. We're, you know, we're good to go. And um, we'd love to have you on board. So she jumped ship. She took over that territory. And maybe two weeks later, the other half of the territory opened up and she called me and she was like, you got to get on. You got to do it now. Hurry. And um, so I applied. I interviewed all within just a matter of a couple of days. They hired me. Um, I think I went through two or three different interviews. They flew me across the country to go do my training. And wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Here we are. <laughs> so... Um, I worked for that company about three and a half years after I got on board and 
I loved it at the time, but some, some changes happened about a year and a half, two years ago now. So, so how long have you been where you're at now? Since July, July 19th. Okay. And what is the name of that company? The one I'm with now is a Chosa home warranty. A Chosa home warranty. Okay. So I have had home warranties on many homes, but when I am from Los Angeles, California, I currently live in Chicago. And when I first moved here, I didn't know many people. I knew some because I had a business here, but I didn't know a lot. But the woman who leased my first house to my wife and I, who is now like my best friend, she was a real estate agent. She, I did a lease to own on a house because um, I was interested in buying, but I couldn't buy it at the time because of the way I had my company structured. But uh, since being, since meeting her, I've bought and sold a ton of different homes with her. And every time I buy a house with her, she gives me a home warranty as a gift. That's awesome. And I always loved that. I, I was surprised by it the first time. Like, what are you talking about? Like, what even is a home warranty? You know, I had heard of them, but... I had houses in California and a bunch of other states and I'd never had a home warranty, you know, like mm -hmm. really think about it, let alone being gifted a home warranty by a real estate agent. So I was excited for this episode with you because I would love to know why homeowners should buy a home warranty and what is the situation around a real estate agent gifting a home warranty to somebody and how does that work? So do you mind if we kind of segue into those things and dive into it? Yeah, absolutely. So it's kind of a personal choice whether the agent wants to do it or not. So that's something that she's chosen to do for her clients and her business. Um, and there's other agents out there that do that. They kind of use it as like a closing gift you know, this is my gift to you. And then they have a preferred company where they have a close relationship with the representative. And they know that, you know, should something happen, they've got somebody that they can call to help move things along and, and get any issues fixed. But buyers and sellers are usually the ones that purchase it themselves. So the seller will either eat <laughs> the seller will either offer to purchase it for the buyer at closing through negotiations and whatnot, or the buyer will say, you know what, budget's kind of tight. I think I should probably have a warranty just in case something should fall apart. I don't want to be out of pocket 10 grand, you know, the day we're moving into our house for replacing an HVAC system or, you know, even $2,000 for replacing our water heater or whatnot. You know, it happens all the time. So I think home warranties are really, unfortunately right now, they're, they're really kind of forgotten in this market, but they're an incredibly valuable piece. And my message that I would like to portray across to all of my real estate partners is if you don't want to have that conversation because the market is so hot, please encourage your buyers to call the representative of the company that you are familiar with, that you trust. Have them have a conversation, not a sales conversation, but an educational conversation because they're still going to benefit from it. And I've had homeowners reach out to me, you know, a month or two after the fact and set up a warranty because something happened and now they're scared of the next thing happening. So had that conversation happened beforehand, and I could have shared a couple of stories of things that have happened through my, you know, three and a half years of experience 
they may have already set that up and been protected prior to that first issue happening. So it's always a good conversation to have to make sure they're fully educated. Um, when I bought my first house, I don't even remember my agent mentioning it. I know we had to have because there's a waiver form, but we didn't have that conversation. She was a newer agent. She was really young. And um, I think it just kind of got passed to the wayside. And there's probably a million other agents out there that do the same thing. They say, do you want a warranty? The homeowner's like, I don't know, no. <laughs> and they cite it and move on. And I, I think with people paying top dollar, you know, they get approval letters and they're paying right at the top of what they're approved for. They're not going to be able to get approved for a loan or have money left in their pocket if their HVAC fails the week they move into their house. So. Well, and I think it's interesting because a lot of people think, oh, the home inspection came back fine and I have homeowner's insurance, but neither of those are relevant to a water heater going out, an HVAC system breaking, all the appliances not working, all these different things. And I feel a lot of people may think, oh, home warranty is like for super catastrophic stuff, but like that stuff happens all the time, whether it's catastrophic or not. Could you shed some light on that to like educate the public on, you know, what the home warranty value really is? Because I know on one of my rental properties, the house was like 300 grand, but it was in an incredible neighborhood in a top school district. So I could get top rent, but about a home warranty was like 300 bucks for the year. It was so inexpensive for what it covered. And the HVAC system at that time was like 10 years old. I never had to use it. I still don't have to use it, but I still have a home warranty on that house. Is it still 300 bucks a year? I don't think it is anymore. I have no idea. I, don't <laughs> I was going to say, I, thought, it, but... I can't think of any home warranties that are 300 bucks a year. Yeah, but um, at that time, it was like 10 years ago. Okay, um, yeah, that makes really, sense. It was really, really inexpensive, you know, like for the value that it offered as kind yeah. of like a, a safety net, I just remember it being very inexpensive, like a no-brainer. Yeah, and they're still really, comparatively, they're really not that expensive. I mean, you're paying three, $400 for home inspection. You're paying $500, sometimes more for an appraisal. You know, all of these things are to protect you, but none of those things are protecting you after you close on the home. So- Specifically, there is this um, older lady that I just set up and I, I kind of briefly mentioned vaguely her story. She moved into her house. Her husband had just had a stroke. And so she was dealing with all his health problems. He's now he has no short term memory. So she's dealing with things she's never had to deal with before, like the finances, the anything like major for the household. And it's all on her shoulders now. And the day they're moving in, they walk into the water heater had leaked everywhere. So you can imagine, you know, she's in her eighties. She's already like stressed way past here. And this is just one more thing. And she's having to come out of pocket. I don't remember what she said she paid. It was over a thousand dollars out of her pocket money that they, they didn't really have, you know, they're on fixed income. So she calls me, um, this happened in August and she called me last month and she even cried on the phone with me. She broke down in tears, which actually took me back to my reverse mortgage days. And I was like, stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so emotional. And, um, you know, I, I was able to get her a discount to get it set up for her and just make sure that she's protected for any future failures, you know, 
in her situation, unfortunately, she has to have a 30-day waiting period because it was so long between the closing and when we got her set up. But it could be something small that could save you three, $400 in your pocket. And maybe that's a really tight month and you're so grateful for three or $400 to stay in your pocket. Um, personal experience, I actually haven't chose a warranty on my home and our AC, the fan motor would not shut off. It, it just drove us absolutely crazy. You could take the whole thermostat off, unplug the batteries, like everything. And the fan motor was still running. It was just insanity. So, I called a chose, I filed my claim. I called the contractor that I wanted, which happened to be the son of the lady next door, <laughs> which is nice. <laughs> so he comes over, he checked everything out, he figured out what the problem was. Um, we called a chose while he was here. They had a couple of questions to clarify what the diagnosis was. And then he was approved to do the work. So unfortunately he had to order in a part and he didn't have it with him, um, but he came back, completed the job, and we called back, they paid him over the phone for the portion that was covered. And then I paid my portion, which was a, just a trade coffee. So it was, I mean, almost $400 that I saved. And I can tell you that's pretty valuable <laughs> to me anyways. Some people have more money and it's not a big deal, but $400 is a big deal to me. <laughs> so it's not just the big stuff. It can be a lot of the small stuff too that adds up pretty quick. Well, it sounds like that was a very simple process. I mean, granted, you know, you're part of their team and you have a son next Oh, door. I didn't tell him I was part of my team. I wanted to walk through the process to That's make awesome. sure that it yeah, works. even better. Hold it works. So. I love that. That's yeah. great. Okay. So what would you, what would you tell real estate agents? <laughs> what would you tell real estate professionals in the business, uh, home inspectors, you know, adjusters, what would you tell them about home warranties that's not necessarily out there being shouted from the mountaintops? Well, I mean, we've kind of talked a lot about it. Uh, there, there's, it's a great question. <laughs> not, to so, put you on, not to put you on the spot, you know, I'm not looking for anything specific, but I think there's a lot of people that just kind of brush it off their shoulder. Like, yeah, you don't need that. It's fine. Right. So you don't need earthquake insurance in California until you need earthquake insurance in California, right? It's the same thing. I don't know what um, you don't until it happens or you learn it. Right. Um, so in that I, I would sense, say, I would say um, a lot of people say we don't need a warranty. Everything's new. But what they don't understand is that only the parts are covered and the labor cost is kind of where it hits you. So that $400 that it chose to save me, that was all labor because my parts were under warranty. So it can still save people new construction, remodeled homes where it's all new appliances, new plumbing. It doesn't matter. It might be under warranty, but they're only covering the part itself. They're not covering the labor costs to fix that issue. So it could still be $1,000 or $2,000 in labor costs, depending on how many hours it takes the technician, or if they have to have two guys come in, you're paying double. And it's expensive because they're paying for their contractor's license, their insurance, their bonding, and any other you know specific licensing that they have to have. The, the prices are astronomical and people don't really think about that. They're like, oh, well, it, it's under warranty. It's fine. And that's not, not really the case. So I would just say, if you're not sure, have a conversation with me or with, you know, a rep that you're really 
comfortable with. Have that conversation with them. Ask them the questions. Ask them the hard questions, you know, and see what they say. What are some other examples of a home warranty paying for itself, right? Or, or being used that you've seen historically that could help somebody to drive that decision, you know? Like for me, if I'm a real estate agent out there and selling my clients' homes, I'm gonna buy them a home warranty as a gift. It's mm -hmm. much better than that fruit basket, right? It's got longevity, it's got value, I'm protecting them and I wanna be there for that next round and for that referral as a way to do that. I really like that gesture and I've never forgotten it since the first home warranty that I've been given. Um, just because I felt protected, you know, and cared for. Mm -hmm. And I honestly am the same way. I, if I got into real estate, I'd probably do the same thing. It's a way to actually increase it. As long as you have a good relationship with that company or it's a really reputable company, I can speak for Chosa. We have really high ratings from our customer service aspect. And that return on that investment is going to happen probably tenfold because they're having a wonderful experience. We're going to tell you when we've saved them money on a claim. So you can go back and touch them. It could be two or three years later and they finally use their warranty. And I tell you, Hey, guess what? So-and-so just saved $500 on such and such. And you can go reach out to them and say, Hey, how have you been? It's been a while since we've talked, catch up on life and say, by the by the way, I saw that you used your warranty. How did that process go? Was it, did it do everything that it was supposed to do? Like, was there any hiccups? And just kind of talk to them and have a conversation. And who knows, they might actually reach out to you and say, oh my gosh, thank you so much for referring this warranty company. They saved my life, <laughs> you know? Um, I had a, a client a few summers back and they're, they moved across country and they bought a house that was probably two stories because it had two HVAC systems. 30 days after closing, the first system failed. Five days later, the second system failed. And they were both entire system failures, like had to replace oh, them. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. That's insane. And unfortunately, they were R22 coil failures. So R22 being a phasing out Freon, they had to replace the entire system. And the warranty company only covers what fails. So we cover the coil. But the air handler, or I always get the two mixed up, but the other half of it that did not fail, that was still in proper working order, unfortunately has to be replaced so you don't mix Freon, but um, the warranty company didn't cover it. So they were still out of pocket, uh, like 9000 and some dollars, yeah, big, which big check. it's a big check. 30 days after you moved across country and bought a house, that's massive. But can you imagine if they didn't have a warranty, like they would have been eighteen to $20,000 so even though the warranty, you know, didn't cover everything, it still helped them a massive amount. So it's, it's definitely valuable <laughs> and pays for itself over time. You know, it might be right after closing. It might be a year later. You just don't know. How do you guys package and sell your warranties? Is it by year? Is it by square footage of the house, by age of the house? Uh, how does that work? So it shows us specifically, we don't have age restrictions um, and we don't increase the pricing based on the size of the home. So we have basically pricing on the type of home it is. 
So if it's a regular single family home, this is the pricing. If it's new construction, this is the pricing. Um, if it's a condo or a townhome or mobile home, this is the pricing. So we kind of, that's the only differentiating factors. Um, duplex, triplex, fourplex, we have special pricing for that. Um, but as far as like age or size, I mean, it could be 10,000 square feet and it's the same price. So. And then how long does that home warranty last with a Chosa? Um, so we do blocks of 12, 18, 24, and 36. Months. Do just over a year. You can do, you know, two years, two and a half years, <laughs> or no, it's three, 36 months, it's three years. Sorry, I can't do math. <laughs> That's why I do warranties because I'm not a mathematician. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. Okay. What questions am I not asking you about home warranties that I should be? And for all of our agents out there and real estate professionals, what are some other things that should be known or should be talked about that, like I said before, like isn't talked about that isn't widely used? You know, I feel like home warranties, like kind of on the bottom of the list last thing, people aren't really talking about it. And again, as somebody looking to protect my clients, I feel like it should be higher on the list. I agree. Uh, I, th I think a lot of it is the fault of the reps in the market where warranties were being put on every single home because of, you know, the seller wanted to make their house look better. Now we're in a seller's market. So sellers aren't offering it. And it's not adding on in negotiations anymore because the buyers are trying to just cut everything they possibly can. I think us reps actually shot ourselves in the foot by educating agents the wrong way about warranties because they're an incredibly valuable piece as we've, as we've talked about, you know, some of the scenarios that have happened. Think about if those people didn't get a warranty, you know? So there are differences between home warranty companies, um, Achosa is actually a non-traditional home warranty company versus some of the other warranty companies. Even the previous one I was with, we consider to be a traditional home warranty company. Um, the difference, main difference being that a traditional has partnerships with technicians. So they discount their labor rates. The home warranty company will order the equipment from a third-party manufacturer. And then they have all these other third-party people that kind of pitch in. So they're basically like a middleman and then they, you know, have everybody else communicating, which takes a lot longer. You have layers and layers of management and uh, people that need to approve this piece and people that need to order this piece. And everybody's waiting for somebody else to complete their piece of the puzzle. So it causes a lot of delays in service. If there's not a contractor in the homeowner's area, maybe they live out in the country further out from, you know, where there might be somebody located, the likelihood of that home warranty company having a contractor to come out and do the work is very slim. And unfortunately, they won't just go ahead and approve you to pick your own contractor. They're going to call around and do their process to see if they can find somebody willing to negotiate their rates before they let you. That's like last resort. They'll let you pick your own contractor. So with Achosa, the founders actually wanted to make the process streamlined and simple for the agent, for the homeowner, for 
uh, threats, everybody involved, just cut all the fat. So we don't have all of these layers and layers of people. We have no partnerships with technicians. You call us, you file your claim, we educate you. We're extremely transparent about what the coverage is, what your cap is on that item. And then you're already educated and knowledgeable before you even call a contractor to come out. You know exactly what your budget is based on what the cap is and what the potential issue might be. So contractor comes out, they diagnose it, call us back, we'll approve the work as long as it's failure from normal wear and tear. And then they can move forward before they leave the home. They fixed it, call us back one more time. We call them, we pay them over the phone. So simple. It's a, yeah, it's, it's a completely different experience for homeowners. And honestly, like another thing that we've kind of miseducated our agents on is caps. Homeowners, we don't have that feedback from the homeowner. Homeowners are so much more concerned with the customer service aspect of it and how easy it is and how simple it is. That's where they're more concerned. And even though our caps are actually pretty comparable, you know, our on our lower plan, HVAC combined, we actually divided the cap to AC and heat, but combined it's $4,000. Um, the higher plan, it's $4,800 combined, $2,400 and $2,400. So, that's $200 off of what our cap for HVAC was at the previous company I worked for. So it's extremely comparable. We're not negotiating the labor rates. We're paying up to the cap. And then anything after the cap is responsible on the, is the homeowner's responsibility. So it just, it takes all of that extra confusion and just, you know, I, I don't know what I'm doing now. <laughs> Sitting there in limbo waiting for somebody to call you. It takes all that away. Yeah, it's much simpler than healthcare. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> okay, awesome. I love it. What would you tell somebody who's on the fence about either a homeowner who's thinking about buying a home warranty or an agent who's like, eh, I don't know if I should buy this for my client or not? What would you tell somebody? Call your rep. Call me. If we're licensed in your state, call me. I'm more than happy to have a conversation with you. Even if I'm not licensed in your state, you can call me. <laughs> Um, I can still, you know, kind of educate you a little bit on what some of the differences are, what you might run into. And I'm, I'm more than happy. I'm a people person. I love helping everybody. So if you're on the fence and you just don't know what you should do, what are the, the pluses and minuses, you know, weigh your options and, and figure out what's best for your homeowner. I mean, you, the agents are evaluating every single step of the process, which home inspector is going to work best with them, which lender is going to work best with their personality. Like every little piece that you guys do is based around your client, their personality, you know, what their loves are. And the home warranty kind of just gets slapped on there. 700 bucks, 500 bucks, solid number. There's no evaluation happening for each individual homeowner and what their needs might be. It's just a generic thing that's an afterthought mostly. So I would say if you're on the fence, have a phone conversation with me or somebody that you trust who is knowledgeable about home warranties, who's been in the business a while and just talk to them about what you're feeling. Talk to them about you know the homeowner in particular that you're questioning. You know. 
And hopefully they'll be honest with you and say, you know, this might not actually be for your client. <laughs> I've actually turned down homeowners and said, you know, this may not actually be a product for you. <laughs> Just because some personalities, like um, when I was with the traditional warranty company, because the processes can take so long, if you're not penny pincher and wanting to save money in every area that you can, you may not want a home warranty. You might just be the person who it's a drop in the bucket to go pick up a new washer and dryer or, you know, a new refrigerator and saving $2,000 is really not going to help you all that much. And you could care less about it. That kind of personality doesn't need a home warranty. You know, it's going to frustrate them. Now with a chosen, you know, we'll save them money and it'll be a lot faster. <laughs> so it's a different story now with the company I'm with, but if it's, if they if your partnership or your relationship was with a traditional one, I would say just think about the kind of client that you have and just ask them, ask your rep the questions. I love that. That's great. Suzanne, where can people find you? What's the best way to get a hold of you? I have Facebook, Instagram, uh, email, cell phone. <laughs> I don't have a ton of social media stuff. Just Facebook and Instagram is uh, LinkedIn. Is there um, a website somebody should go to to find you or get a hold of you? We have our Achosa website, and I think you can find you know your local rep based on the zip code that you're in okay. um, or the state that you're in. But if you find me on Facebook, all my contact information is kind of splattered. Like every post that I make, my phone number, my email is usually there. So it's pretty easy to find me if you need to reach out. You can send me a message and it's just my name, Suzanne Britt. So. Okay. Easy enough. Mm-hmm. Suzanne, this has been great. Thanks for sharing your uh, experiences and your wealth of knowledge with us with Home Warranty. I appreciate you being on today. Thank you for having me. This was fun. I enjoyed it. Good. Me too. We'll see you again sometime. Awesome. Thank you. Hey guys, it's Ray. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Thanks so much for being here and we'll see you on the next one. 